Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and I'm once again your host for today. I'm excited today because we haven't been with you in a little while, but this particular episode, I would just consider to be a a one-time conversation with somebody who is in ministry here at Fellowship Bible Church, and you might not know him that much. You know, it kind of spawned because we had some conversations recently about where some changes in our staff have been going. And we know that Don and Hartog and Patty are going to be moving and leaving, and there's a big gap that he um, may be leaving behind. But he mentioned somebody's name in that episode that is going to step in and hopefully fill some of those shoes in the Biblical Training Center um, here at FBC. And his name is Bo Spires. How are you? Hey, wonderful, Mark. Thanks for having me Absolutely. This I'm excited to be here with you and have a chat just to get to know you a little bit and just hear what God is doing in your life, but also in the life of the ministry here at FBC where you serve. So um, walk me through just a little brief history. Where have you been? How long have you been here at FBC? Just start out, just kind of just start talking. Tell me about yourself. All right. Well, um, Originally, I was born and raised in Albany, Georgia, so down Georgia. south. Yeah, okay. and uh, you get a little bit of the southern got, accent. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get told that a lot. Uh-huh. A little slow, but <laughs> um, but yeah. I uh, long story short, born and raised in Albany, Georgia. Went to um, school there, undergrad there, and pursued engineering. And then after uh, engineering school. I uh, went and worked at Eglin Air Force Base and hated it, and it was it was not for me. And so I, I'm an actual career changer. So oh, okay. um, let me back up a little bit. While I was at Georgia Tech, I met my wonderful wife Becca Spires. So your yellow jacket. Yes, I okay. am a yellow jacket. See, I'm a demon deacon. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if that sounds good for a church podcast, but there you go. Yeah. But yes, yeah, definitely yellow jacket through and through. And so um, while there, I met Becca and. Uh, we started dating and eventually got married. We've been married 17 years. We have three children. Uh, Addison is our oldest, Owen is our middle, and Luke is our, our youngest. Yeah. And so um, while at Georgia Tech, I met her, and then we had a long-distance relationship for a while. And then because uh, I went back home uh, to Albany, Georgia after graduating, and then finally got a job in engineering down at Eglin Air Force Base. Hmm. After I moved down there, we got married, and uh, she moved down with me, and we were there for seven years. Hmm. And uh, after that, we, um, you know, I decided to switch careers, and we kind of looked at that and searched that out, and really felt the Lord was leading into healthcare because I love people hmm. and I love helping people. Mm-hmm. And so um, we I went around and looked at different healthcare professions, and we settled on pharmacy. Hmm. And uh, the neat thing is that. While we were looking at different pharmacy schools to attend, uh, we wanted to stay on the East Coast, but we we weren't quite sure where. And uh, the Lord just really worked um, different things out. And we were uh, introduced to fellowship um, listening to the online sermons. Really? Um, Yes. And so, uh, and I was just, the way Mark exegetically Mm. taught through the scriptures and went through books of the Bible, um, just was so refreshing, hmm. and uh, I knew that's where we wanted to be. So, so, how did you find fellowship 
online? Well, Becca actually grew up here in Stevens City. Mm -hmm. So she, as we were discussing places to go, our church was a big area because in Florida, yeah. it, it was it's hard to find good sound uh, churches. Um, and so we, uh, she's like, well, you know, I've heard about Fellowship Bible Church Um and uh, let's just listen to it. Let's let's yeah. explore it online and see. And it happened to have sermons on there. So we're like, okay, well, let's let's see what we got going there. And so we just we started listening to it. And uh, like I said, right then and there, we were like, okay, this is where we need to go. So I applied to Shenandoah. So you really kind of thought about the city and the town of where you'd be, yeah, the church, and then the yes. school. Yeah, because we got that's into... That's a little backwards for a lot of people. It is. So that's it is. cool to hear. Um, and we, uh, because I applied to University of Florida, which would have been in-state tuition right. and all of that good stuff. And Shenandoah is not a cheap place to go. So, yeah. but it was worth it. Um, I knew, we both knew we wanted our family um, raised in a, a sound church. Sure. Sound Bible sure. teaching church. Sure. So that was our big influence of coming up here. Yeah. No, so. that's I love that. So so you come back and you're a second career person. Yes. You're, you're now going to go to school. How long was that school process for you? Well, that's funny you ask because it was seven years and it was seven years because um, when we decided uh, engineers don't do a lot of the life science right. courses. So right. I had to go back while I was in Florida um, and I took a night class per semester um, for three years. I had to take in organic chemistry one okay. and two again, biology one and two, so that I could have those prerequisites yeah. to get into pharmacy school. Sure. So that was three years. And then pharmacy school was another four Oof. on top of that. So, yeah, and we came That's up commitment. here. Yeah. We came up here in 2010. Uh -huh. um, and I started August of 2010. And, uh, We've been here ever since. How did that work out for your family? Because I, I have a very similar story yeah. where my wife is a second career and she had to take prerequisites to go back to school. Our kids were middle school, you know, elementary age and to go through the prerequisites and then the schooling for PA program for her at Shenandoah was very similar. Right. So we have kind of a common ground there. And, and I know from the standpoint of watching her go through that was challenging and yeah. as a family. So how did that impact your family when you guys are going through the move and the schooling and all that? It was, um, I mean, it was tough. It was, uh, I caught Becca. She was my sugar mama for four years. So she <laughs> taught. Um, we were so blessed because her parents live here as well. Uh, and so they were, we, Addison was about two at the time when we moved mm. up here. Mm -hmm. So, um, she, Becca's mom, Pam Strother, she, uh, volunteered to keep Addison to help with daycare costs and, uh, and Becca worked. And then I went to school pretty much full time in the fall and spring. And then summers I did internships and, you know, we just had a tight budget yeah. and kind of rolled through those four years. So you mentioned Pam Struthers. Yes. And so some people listening might know that family. So yes. Pam is married to... Charlie. Yeah. Strother. And yep, they, uh, Charlie actually works up here at the church. Uh -huh. um, and uh, he's at the hospital as well. And yep. hospital and yep. work in community, do community groups, I believe. And yes. So, yes. So there's some Very involved. There. Yes. there he is. There he is. That's neat. So... All right, walk me through then how you really got plugged in here to Fellowship Bible Church. So you came here, moved into town. 
going to school, new career that seems to be working out. Yes, yes, it is. It is. I'm currently at Winchester Medical Center Mm -hmm. working uh, as a pharmacist there in the emergency department. Mm -hmm. So it's a a great area. Um, But it's... uh, it, it worked out very well because I remember when we first came here, uh, we were just so excited to be at a good, solid church yeah. that um, I saw Mark uh, Carey coming into the children's area, and I just asked him, I said, Mark, I'd like to be discipled. Mm. Do you have any suggestions? Mm. And uh, he said, well, what's interesting to you? And I said, mm. well... Um, I love, he's like, are you a counselor? Are you interested in, you know, this, this, and this? And I said, well, I just, I really love learning the scriptures. Um, I'm not quite sure of my spiritual gift yet. Um, So, but I I think I I like teaching. I like sharing what I learn. He said, I got the perfect guy for you. And that's when he introduced me to Don. Uh, And uh, so he... uh, Introduced me to Don Den Hartog. We started. Uh, he he started doing Bible studies with young men, which he did. He does all the time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, just got plugged in with him. And uh, the rest is kind of history. Ten years <laughs> later, he he challenged me. Um, yeah. He was he was very good. He's like, all right, let's go through these books. Let's look through this. And uh, soteriology was a big one. Yeah. Eschatology was yeah. a a big area of focus too. And then. Uh, he he spurned me to not only just I know Mark says this a lot, but uh, sit, soak, and sour. He mm-hmm. wanted me to mm-hmm. start developing those spiritual gifts, and I'm mm-hmm. very grateful that he did. He pushed me, and uh, um, I remember the first time I taught something here was co-teaching with him, mm-hmm. which was kind of surreal and also a little intimidating the first time. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a Hebrews class, and. Uh, Got up and and taught the first time, scared to death. But uh, um, it went, you know, it went well. Nobody threw anything at me and told me to get off stage. So, uh, that's, um, that's a good but start. he he pushed me and and challenged me, and and that's kind of how uh, I was led into this BTC area, mm. formerly known as the Adult Learning sure, Center. Sure. So, so just give me a sense of your personality, like what. What are you passionate about? Like, what what things get you excited? You know, not necessarily in your career, but just in life. What 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 are you passionate about? Um, well, I'm I'm really passionate about studying the Word, and I'm passionate about helping people grow in their faith. Um, I really the the crux of the spiritual life is is the Scriptures and. Um, one of the things that I was so just enamored with, with my pastor back at home in Albany, uh, Pete Daltrey at Albany Bible Church, and then Don and Mark and John and our pastors here, um, is just how accurately and well they handle the Word. And uh, I, to see people, uh, an example is a lot of the classes we teach, um, the the freedom that people have when they realize um, the re- just grace mm. um, and so we don't have to work for mm-hmm. for our salvation and mm-hmm. and that's that's a predominant teaching in Christianity today and to see people release from that bondage is mm. that excites me that's what I'm yeah. passionate about and I love as you handle those scriptures and do it accurately like I've seen the the men here doing um, that lead us. Uh, I'm passionate about that. Mm. I'm also passionate about, I love 
you know, lifting weights and working out yeah, and sure. playing with the kids. You know, yeah. those are passions of mine as well. But I would say that's my biggest passion. I mean, that the deeper one that you're talking about of unpacking the word, but then sharing it with others. Yeah. I can see that come through and even how you communicate. And right. so it's not just internalizing it for yourself, but then it's how do you impart that to other people? Right. And that's where the teaching component comes out. And that's where, you know, you were fed into by the pastors. Right. And then you can't just let that sit. Yeah. So how do you then feed into other people? Are you part of any kind of discipleship programs right now where you're mentoring other people or Yes. Is it just kind of the teaching in front of the masses on a Sunday morning? No, it's the teaching. And then also um, I'm doing a, uh, I meet every other week with Brad and Hartog. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're starting to meet with uh, Cole Dreyer too, mm -hmm. who's another another teacher. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about with this new role is just the, the opportunity to do that, to really... Um, Don led by example with me and just to perpetuate that example to mm -hmm. uh, men that are, are interested, that are mm -hmm. hungry for the word, that, that want to do that type of thing. And uh, um, yeah, right now it's it's uh, Brad and, and Cole. Mm. So. so you refer to new role. So you know, part of the impetus, impetus of coming and chatting with you today was right. because Don just mentioned your name. Mm -hmm. and, and as he leaves, then you're kind of filling in a void here. Walk me through what that looks like. Is it a staff position? Is it something that you're just volunteering to do? And what does it really look like for the Biblical Training Center class for you being involved? Well, as you, I'm sure you're aware, Mark, the Biblical Training Center had a, um, I guess, a, kind of a facelift. Mm -hmm. uh, we changed from the Adult Learning Center to the Biblical Training Center. And and one of the major factors for doing that is, uh, first, you know, biblical needed to be in the name because we want to know what, let, give people the idea of what it's centered around. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this, the scriptures. And then uh, the training center, we've kind of, before it was a lot, mostly Bible classes and theology and, mm -hmm. and the elders wanted to expand the scope of it. Mm -hmm. And so um, each semester we're doing family life is doing classes up there now. And then we have um, financial peace that's mm -hmm. doing some counseling, mm -hmm. um, community group leadership training mm -hmm. will, you know, occur up on the second floor mm -hmm. now. But uh, another still major component of it is our Bible classes going through, uh, just like Mark does on Sunday mornings, right. but going through books of the Bible. And, and that's where I'll be organizing as part of my role in, with with the BTC oversight, um, mm -hmm. organizing the other class. But that, that's easy. You know, hey, John Morrison or John Avery, what what are y'all right. plan teaching? Right. And, um, you know, they send it to and just scheduling rooms. But um, the part that I will be heavily involved in is still those classes that are going through um, the scriptures and uh, different theology classes and and teaching those. And uh, for example, this fall, we're going through uh, Cole Dreyer and I are co-teaching and uh, fall and winter spring courses, we're doing the Joe Hanine epistles. Mm. And so we're going to work through mm. work through those verse by verse. And so um, that's so organizing the classes, helping to teach the classes okay. as part of the BTC, my role um, with the BTC, but um, which I'm, I'm very passionate about because uh, let me let me get it up here because I always misquote this, but <laughs> our um, 
mission statement here, preparing and deploying dependent disciples of Jesus Christ who change their world for him as they, they are being changed by him. Mm-hmm. And I'm passionate about that because these classes help do that. They work uh, hand in glove with Mark's sermons of preparing mm-hmm. disciples mm-hmm. here. Um, but then also, not only that, our focus, as we just said, is not for people just to oh, wow, that was great, and, you know, internalize it. But that part of being changed by him, they're going out into the world, but they're also being changed by him. And uh, as I mentioned before, for example, the salvation, just seeing people freed by correct Mm -hmm. Bible teaching Mm -hmm. um, is what changes us. And uh, so I'm passionate about this role, too, because I'm helping prepare, but we're also in the process of changing. And correct doctrine is important. And we're going through First John now, and one of the things John tells us in John 4 is that, you know, people that deny the humanity of Christ are antichrist. Mm-hmm. They're false teachers. And the whole purpose of First John is abiding, that yeah. fellowship. Yeah. So putting two and two together, if we don't have correct understanding of the Scriptures— our fellowship is hindered. We're not right. being changed by the scriptures. So again, yep. just that importance we're preparing, but also changing folks. Yeah. And that excites me. That That's, gets me very excited. You, you've said a lot of things that are making my head spin as far as just what I want to unpack and just develop. Because what you sh- what you shared of how FBC has kind of encouraged you to see the grace of God mm-hmm. and to then share that with others is incredible. I mean, I hear, I hear stories after stories of how people come in from a legalistic background yeah, and churches have beaten them down and Mm -hmm. they're either guilty or they feel just depressed or they feel like that they're not good enough or just there's the the rules of things are weighing them down that that we're teaching grace here Mm -hmm. and this is what scripture teaches so we're just revealing that in a way and pointing people to the word right. to say that is freeing. And I right. love how you can see the freedom from that. But then also what you shared uh, that this is not just a typical Sunday school class. This right. is not just something that is your grandparents' Sunday school where you show up and you just look at a school scripture and then that's it. We're looking at uh, a cross pollination of ministries here that mm-hmm. you've got counseling that you're going to be really diving deep of what that looks like. Family life, community groups, that are all here on a Sunday morning right. that is part of Biblical Training Center. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a new thing that not everybody has been exposed to, to realize that, yeah, there's definitely Bible teaching happening, right? but there's also education mm-hmm. happening. Would you say that that's kind of a, a, a fair statement? And then how does the application get played out? So if you're if you're learning and you're receiving all this information, where does the where do you see uh, you know kind of the application of these truths get played out during the course of the week? Right. Yeah, I would say that's a very accurate statement and uh, just kind of broaden that scope. But really, the application comes um, as we as we teach, as we um, instruct, uh, just showing how that works in our teaching, mm. and then encouraging folks um, each week to 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 go out and live it. I yeah. know Mark, one of his big things at the end of the service is, you know, now, now our ministry begins. Once we walk out of here, um, now the, now the work starts. Yep. And so, uh, 
and but then also one of the aspects um, that I I like and about discipleship as well is that we kind of get to go through that together. And, um, and it starts by coming and gathering here on a Sunday. Yes. But then it also, like you said, let the worship service now begin. Then it's like, okay, how are you meeting with whether it's Cole or Brad? Yeah. Or, or how are they meeting with other people? And there's this two on three kind of, yes. of people that are doing life together. And one of the great things is, um, you know, and, and I know relationships uh, are kind of, they're hard, you know, it's kind of awkward. Hey, how are you doing? You want to go eat lunch yeah. or something like that? But um, a great thing, we were in the intensive with John and Joe and uh, um, this with the family life this past, whenever we had it, a few months ago. And, uh, um, you know, my wife, we were we were doing the class and, and at the end of it, as we were doing kind of group discussions, uh, you know, we just asked for a phone number. Um, and, uh, and, and it spawned a relationship, mm -hmm. um, between, uh, this young lady and my wife that now they, they go to the pool together. They, they talk about like they do life together mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. um, it just spawned mm -hmm. that friendship. And so, uh, that's one of the things that, I like to see in the classes as well, whether it be a counseling class or, you know, a John class or yeah. anything like that is um, just people coming together and getting to know each other as well. And then mm -hmm. wrestling with the text together and then getting that one-on-one, -on -one, two on one yeah. starting. And, and Becca, she's done several Bible studies too with, with, uh, um, ladies that that's that's what they do and mm -hmm. they they talk about their kid they but then also not just coming together with the bible studies but then when a kid's sick they know hey i can call yeah. you and if i need help i can call you yeah you know and that's that's where i think we take it to that next level of intimacy in the body is where I can call you and say, "Hey, hey, Mark. You know, we're we need help on this, right. or you know, we're struggling with this, or the, my kid just broke his arm. Can you come over and sit with the other two? It's <laughs> doing life together, and, yeah. You know, that's what's biblical, and that's what we're called to be a part of is, right. is this community. And and you know, when you shared the FBC mission statement, you know, out of a desire to glorify God as a spiritual community mm -hmm. is that first part of it, yeah. where there's that component of we're doing this together, right? And just coming on Sunday morning isn't good enough, and right, being a part of a biblical training center is one great step. But mm -hmm. how are we also then being challenged to to have those deeper relationships with people? So that's right. a great encouragement. That if you're listening and you're and you're not part of one, I mean, I'll encourage you to pray about that and and see. Where does God have you to be, whether it's a community group or discipleship group or just finding a couple of people who can encourage you mm -hmm. in that way? Right. I, I think you're you're a, a neat example of how you are at least able to see the need in your own life mm -hmm. to say, okay, I want to grow, you know, and, right. and approach somebody like Mark Carey or approach anybody here at church yeah. to say, how do I get more plugged in? I right. mean, that's a great next step, but it takes the initiative to do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, and being able to step outside of your comfort zone and say, yeah, I do want to grow. I need to get a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and learn about more about God and then grow in my own walk to then how can I share that with other people? Right. It's a great example and a great model, I think, of uh, what we're all called to do. Yeah. So thank you. That's a uh, neat testimony because we're able to be encouraged from that. 
So where is, the, by the way, I'll just ask, so the role that you have, you're still going to be in pharmacy, yes, right? Yes. So this role of being coordinator, does it have a specific title? And it ha- what does that look like here at FBC? Well, it's currently, I mean, it's it's volunteer. And mm-hmm. so I'll be doing that as part of the BTC. And uh, um, another another area and uh, is we have the Love Truth team, mm. um, which uh, Don was heading up over that. We're kind of revamping. I'm talking with John Van Drunen, or will be, about what that looks like. But mm-hmm. but one of the things that um, you know is important, and Mark has talked about this, is um, ensuring uh, doctrinal integrity mm. in the church. Mm. Um, and the Love Truth team was was formed for that that purpose. And Kind of my vision uh, with that is is we revamp it. Um, I know the elders have talked before uh, in the past about how sometimes they feel like the church kind of has silos, and sometimes mm-hmm. people don't kind of talk across the silos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think the Love Truth team can protect the doctrine of the church um, as well as kind of bridge that gap with the silos by just on the team, developing this team to have representatives from, you know, children's ministry, nursery, uh, worship teams, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. saying, okay, here's here's our doctrine. Here's what we hold to, here's why. Um, and then as we go out into those different mm. ministry areas, having a monthly check-in where you hear someone coming in and saying, hey, you know, like, for example, in First John, Jesus wasn't really fully human, you know, that should send some some alerts, right. you know, and we right. should listen to that or subtleness. Right. Hey, you've got to, you know, yes, believe Christ for eternal life, but you also need to do this as well. Yeah. And kind of yeah. and having people out there, kind of with their ear to the ground, listening to protect it, because a lot of the New Testament is written to combat false doctrine yeah. from creeping in, and so it's it's an important role. So that's, that's kind of. Um, yeah. Kind of another area that that I'll be a part Good. of. So those Good. those two are the the main areas. That's neat to hear because I don't know if everybody really understands the kind of these behind the scenes teams that exist. Yeah, and you you mentioned love truth. To me, I know what that means, and and I can share it. It's basically there's five core values along with our mission statement here at FBC. And the right. Five core values of love God, love truth, love family, mm-hmm. love church, and right. love the world. And so to have the the love truth team yeah and that champion that core value mm-hmm. behind the scenes i find very uh encouraging to know right. that, okay the direction of our church the vision of our church is going to have a group of people that'll be strategically thinking what are we putting in the minds of people as they're right. learning as they're teaching right and and i think that that is going to be a neat thing in years to come to know that okay, you're a part of that there's other group of guys that are part of that mm-hmm. elders obviously but they're challenging you guys as a love truth team right. to think through all of these things. And right. How does that partner with worship? How does it partner with families? How does that partner with uh, going out into the world and reaching out to our communities and, mm-hmm. and being accurate yeah. in what the word says? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, I, I really find that to be uh, encouraging, you know, as, as just somebody talking to you, you'd be like, yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can, this is a church that I want to be connected with because we have those foundations. Right. So where do we go from here? Like we're, in the summer, there's not exactly tons of classes that are being offered. Right. What, what's happening in the fall and in the future for Biblical Training Center? 
Well, um, we're going to gear up here in September, um, and we're going to have Financial Peace University. We're going to advertise probably starting in August. The different classes okay. our teachers are getting all their write ups in, but we're we're going to have um, several Bible classes. As I mentioned, we're doing the Johannine Epistles. We're going to have a couple Old Testament classes, and then uh, family uh, family life counseling, mm-hmm. uh, financial peace, community group leadership. Um, so, and we'll uh, uh, we'll be putting those out on the website. Uh, Jennifer Wiseman will be helping with our uh, advertisement and stuff. And the communicate, yeah, yep. and the whole yep. communications team and not to leave anybody out on that. I know it's <laughs> not, not a one person team, but uh, um, that's who I've been communicating with yep. a lot. And uh, so we'll, uh, um, we'll be putting those out in the description. So we have a lot, we have the next ministry year planned out as far as the classes Good. and, uh, um, and then this summer, we're going through the Beatitudes. And during the summertime, since everybody's away and we kind of like to give our teachers some time off, we, uh, um, you know, just have a few, one class that teaches both hours and mm-hmm. uh, um, just doing that, that one class over the summer. Great. Well, I'm encouraged. And you know what, if you're listening and you are getting energized by this conversation, you're like, wow, that is something that I want to get a plugged into and be a part of, I've got just the guy for you. Yeah, come see <laughs> so me. Come see Bo, because you know what? Years ago, he pursued Mark Carey, and he then mm-hmm. went to Don Den Hartog. He's got the knowledge that's passed down to him. Bo, you now to get a chance to impart that to others. So yes, I'm excited about just how God has shaped your background and career to lead you here, to be a part of our church, growing you, preparing and deploying. We are now deploying, not out of our campus, but deploying you inside of our campus too. Right continue to, to champion loving truth in our church. So thanks for being a part of the conversation today. I'm oh. excited about that. And you know what? If there's any comments or questions or things that in our podcast that um, sparked an interest, please share with them with us. We'd love to get to know you even more. You can go to fbcva.life slash podcast. Go to the show notes of any of the apps or locations where you're listening or watching our podcast. And even next week, uh, Bo, you mentioned Financial Peace University. We're going to get a chance to hear a couple who is a part of that particular class and hear their story that is going to hopefully impact and encourage you even more. So thanks for watching and listening. Bo, once again, thank you for being a part yeah. of us today. And, thanks for uh, having me. Exciting to get to know you a little bit more. And until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of your life each and every day.